Welcome back, friends. Hey, we're in the full swing of fall here on lovely Camino Island. The hot and lazy days are winding down and school is back in session. I followed a school bus here to work this morning. Sports leagues are back on the fields practicing and life in general is getting back to a steady speed of busy. So this is a great time for the reminder to keep it simple. That's the title I've decided to give to today's episode and you'll soon see why. Today we've got a great interview that will remind us all to do just that. Keep it simple. You're about to hear the newest voice on our podcast team, John Getzinger, who is interviewing one of my all-time favorite people. Bill Wayland was my own pastor here at Camino Chapel from when I was three years old all the way to my college years. He was a wonderful shepherd to me and my family, helping us through some really difficult times. He baptized me when I was young and even married me and my husband exactly 30 years ago today. As you will hear, Bill has a very special way about him, and today he shares with us about the importance of loving God and loving people and how doing so doesn't need to be complicated. So here we go. Keep it simple. Hey, everybody. Uh, My name is John Getzinger, and I am here doing my first hosting gig for the podcast, and I'm here with one of my absolute favorite people. Uh, Bill Wayland is with us, and he is a uh, former pastor of Camino Chapel, and I'm going to let him introduce himself here in just a second, Um, but he truly is um, just, he's a gem, and so uh, I'm really excited to have him on, and I'm thankful he's here for the first one for me. And so, Bill, could you just introduce yourself and tell us about you know who you are, kind of your past um, experiences, and, and anything you want to share with us to start with? Okay, well, I'm Bill Wayland, and I uh, I was uh, born in Bellingham, Washington, as a and uh, I lived there till I was about nine years old, and then mom and dad moved to. Uh, Spokane, Washington, where I grew up the rest of my time. Uh, there were six kids in our family, and uh, I was the middle one, so I was the fourth uh, child born. And uh, I graduated from high school and, and left right from there to Bible college and struggled really hard with school, had a hard time. Um, but I didn't give up. I just kept kept going. I did a four-year college term in five, and and I was glad to make it through that. And then uh, in, in uh, 1961, I graduated and, and came back to Spokane for one year. And during that time, I, I, uh, I just felt I had to make a choice to go into Village Missions. If I didn't make that choice, then I would, I would uh, never make it. And so I said I would go. And so I left for a little town called Horse Creek, California. And I was in Horse Creek six years. And I was the pastor there. I was scared to death. I remember driving down that river and thinking, I, I wish I never had done this, but it was too late. And, uh, and then in 1968, I, I came to Camino Island. And again, I had all those fears. 
but I survived it, and I stayed 28 years. Then I started the Ministry of Peace Haven. So that's kind of the direction of my life. It's been um, ministry most of my life. Uh, even through high school, I was involved somewhat in in ministering, and I always went to camp. And I was uh, uh, three was uh, our Bible club in the high school. I was president of that for one year. So anyway, that's kind of my life. Bill, that's great. Um, so yeah, we actually had uh, a. 70th anniversary for Camino Chapel uh, about, well, just last week, and Bill spoke, and it was great. And when I came to Camino Chapel, you had just finished up uh, being the, the pastor here. and But because my family, uh, my wife specifically, is friends with, with your daughter, I kind of got to know you a little bit more. And in fact, um, I don't know if you remember this, but you actually married Kathy and I, and mm-hmm. so that was uh, that was kind of my first introduction uh, to you. And one of the things that uh, I, I specifically remember is just your positive attitude. Even back then, you know, I was coming here from from somewhere else. Uh, I didn't grow up here, and and uh, you know, you were always somebody that I could talk to, and it was real easy to easy going uh, to be able to speak with you and and talk. And so that was one of the things that that I really enjoyed about you. And one of the things that I appreciate so much about you is just you have such an encouraging nature and you are truly one of the most positive people I know. And at least to me you are. And so I I don't know if maybe, you know, when you get home, maybe you're not, but honestly you are, (laughs) you are, uh, so encouraging. Um, where did that come from? That kind of that, that ability to always kind of lift people up and be a positive influence. Well, you know, I, I think I'm not exactly sure where it came from. I th- I think even as a high school kid, uh, I like to I like to encourage people, and uh, uh, and I I think that it was a God given gift that I had. I I think it was it becomes natural more for me. Um, I like to I like to do things for people. I like to help people. I like to encourage. When when uh, when I came here to the church. Uh, I found that the people loved the church, but they didn't necessarily love people, and uh, and uh, that was the that was a, a, a shock for me. And and so they loved their church building and they everything about that building. And when I had kids in the church, they they were very ha- unhappy that we got black marks on the floor, and and I thought, wow. And so the board told me they wanted me to make the kids take their shoes off that day, and I said. I said, no. I said, I don't want to stand before God and say, look at our beautiful building, but we never reached any kids. I'd rather say we reached kids, but we messed your building up a little bit. And so it kind of, it's kind of been my life to love people. I really I love to do things and encourage people and help them. And uh, I, I find great satisfaction in that. And I don't know why. It's just always been a part of my life. Maybe not so much... Uh, Earlier, you know, in your high school, you're kind of focused on yourself. But mm-hmm. after I started going to my first church, that was became my uh, my my joy to really help people. That's great, and you know, I've I've really seen that. Um, I don't know if you remember this, but um, when we were remodeling our house, or we we thought about remodeling our house, and we were talking, and we said, "Yeah, we think we're going to do some some new laminate and." Uh, <laughs> And I remember telling uh, telling your son-in-law that, and literally like a day later, 
he said, well, yeah, you know, Pastor Bill, he's going to, he's going to come help you do it. He's already done it. And if you've ever been to Bill's house, you know, it's wall to wall laminate. So he knows what he's doing. Um, but you, you came out and I was going to pay somebody to do it. You know, we were going to do it. And you were like, nope, we can do this ourselves. And our whole upstairs, you know, you helped, you, you brought the saw in, you, you cut. And I mean, that, I didn't ask you to do that. I didn't, you just offered it up because you saw a need. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that I appreciate so much about you is that you see a need and you just fill it. Um, you know, uh, when you, when you have that sort of characteristic about you, that gift, which it is, it truly is a gift. Um, does it, does it come naturally or, I mean, you, you, you kind of have alluded that it kind of comes naturally and that you enjoy it, but are there times you have to really kind of, you know, force yourself to do it? Do you, even though, I mean, you know, obviously you want to do it, but I mean, it takes a lot of energy and a lot of time. And effort. No, I, I, uh, in fact, that laminate floor, I've done probably 20 or 30 people just, uh, just to help them because I, I like, I do. I remember I did Mitch's floor and I did, um, I did my, my, uh, I'm just, I've just done a lot of them, but I, I enjoy it. Uh, it, it it's a satisfying to me to do something that I can see it progression and see it finished but but no I, I don't I don't regret it I never I never said oh man I wish I hadn't told him I'd do this maybe as I get a little older now it's hard to bend over on the floor so yeah. I might struggle a little with it now yeah but in those days I loved doing it I uh, even from the very beginning I used to go out and help people uh, I'd find people down the road here who never attended church but I saw them trying to put up the house and the walls were crooked and I stopped and helped them straighten up the walls and get it straightened up and and uh, put roofs on houses for widows and uh, I don't know it's just something that for me it's a it's a joy and I like building anyway so so it's, it's kind of fun so good um, that's that's great so when you know one of the things when you're when you're helping so many people and like you, you just said, you know, people that maybe didn't even go to church, it, it kind of gives you some opportunities to share with them, mm -hmm. you know, about, about your, your, uh, your love of Christ and, and the gospel. And so do you have any st stories or anything where that's kind of been the case? I mean, you specific or just kind of in general? I, well, I remember one time I helped, uh, a couple, two ladies that lived down the road and, uh, they lived down towards Madrona, and and uh, somebody told me they're having trouble building, adding, fixing their house up, and they're trying to help us. So I, I stopped over there to see them, and I, I visited with them, and I said, I'll, I'll help you some. And so I, I helped them, and uh, she started coming to church. Uh, oh, good. And, uh, and it was about 17 years later she found the Lord. Oh, and, wow. Uh, yeah, but it, but uh, it was that that kindness that helped her to start coming to church, and. And there's, there's others too, just by, uh, I don't know, when I look at the life of Jesus, he was always helping people. You don't realize that so much, but he was. He was always, uh, and he reminded his disciples, you know, that, that, uh, uh, that it was so important to not be the important person, but to be the servant and, uh, and to serve people. And I've always wanted to take that role of being a servant rather than, being important. I, I, I never even liked the name pastor. I never liked to be called pastor. Uh, people did it out of respect, but I, I, I wanted to be one with people and to be uh, just plain Bill, and uh, I loved that. Uh, well, you have 
done a great job of, of being a servant. And that's, that's one of the reasons, uh, you know, I just love being around you because you're the positivity that you put forth. Um, so how has this, um, you know, being an encourager for others, how has that affected your relationship with Christ? Is that something that, you know, it's grown from this because of things that you've maybe seen in other people? Uh, you know, you've talked about this person that, that started coming to church and, and 17 years later found the Lord. Um, you know, how has it been an encouragement for you? Well, you know, John, I, I, uh, I remember when Gail and I moved here in, in, uh, 1968, um, it was it was just a little church and and a lot of people uh, hated the church because it had been through a lawsuit and had and uh, had uh, and many people had left and it was just a bad taste in many people's mouth over and uh, so when I got here I had so many people say to me oh you're the pastor of that church and I thought oh boy so I really remember talking over with Gail and saying I, I I think the only way we can reach this community is to show them what a Christian family is like. And so that became my focus. I, I focused on, on trying to show them what a Christian family was like. I, uh, I encouraged my children to walk with the Lord. I told them, you are either going to be a mission field or you're a missionary. And, uh, and, so, and that we would, uh, we would try to serve the Lord in every way we could. And so... I, I, I was invited to Odd Fellows. I was invited to American Legion. I was invited to all these places to, to share with them. And, just to, to, um, and I, I just came to be a person that loved those people. And uh, I can remember even they wanted to start Four Chaplains Sunday. I thought, what's Four Chaplains Sunday? I don't know. But they, they talked about these four chaplains that gave their life on the ship when, when it went down. And so... The, the American Legion people said, could we have that a four chaplain Sunday at your church? I said, sure, let's do it. So they, uh, they came, they told the story of the four chaplains, and I preached a sermon on greater love hath no man than this, that a man would lay down his life for his sheep. And, and so they, they did that. Uh, they did that for years. And I, I, uh, I, shared with the, I would share with them. And, and, uh, and so I encouraged those people. So for me, it was... In just the love of, of uh, I just, I love people and I like to share with people and encourage people every way I can. And so uh, through the years, that's kind of how the church grew. I would go to all the ball games. I, I never, and I, I miss those days somewhat. I, I went to every, every ball game and uh, screamed and yelled for the kids and rooted for them, volleyball football, ba basketball, um, just to cheer the kids on. And, and uh, I can remember even we would invite them out to our house for after the game for pizza, and we'd have a whole house full of people for pizza. And, and uh, it was that encouraging people that encouraged that encouraged me too to continue on. So I, 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 it did more for me than it did for them. Yeah, and that's kind of what I wanted you know, that's, that's kind of what I'm getting at there is, you know, one of the things that society has, has kind of come to is that it's all about kind of me, right? Like the, yeah. your own yourself and, 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 uh, you know, with social media, but even before social media, I mean, and you, like you said, when you're in high school, you're kind of all about yourself, but, but, but it's kind of extended beyond high school that we kind of 
a lot of people continue to, to make it about themselves. And what I was, you know, what I appreciate about you is that you make it about others, but then also that fills you up. That's yes. something mm-hmm. that, that Christ, you know, he, he, he looks at, at what you do and he smiles on it and he smiles, uh, you know, and, and makes you feel, you know, makes you feel good and closer to him. Yeah. And, and that's, that's what I think some of us are missing these days. Yeah. Jesus said, greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friend. Well, uh, it, it, it's more than just dying for a friend. I think it's giving of yourself to a person, giving of yourself to people. And, uh, uh, and it's, it's, it's joy to me there. I, I, this last winter, I this last fall, spring, I should say, uh, I noticed my neighbor was his lawn just wasn't getting getting mowed. So I, I went back and mowed it for him, and I found out that he wasn't well. He was sick, and and uh, and so I got a chance to just minister his life just by mowing his lawn for him. And uh, it's amazing how we can just find little ways to serve the Lord. Yeah, those, and that's the thing, right? Like by you reaching out to other people, you're getting an opportunity to to get into a deeper relationship with them and, and be able to share. And, and that's, you know, kind of what I've noticed with you as long as I've known you. So that's, that's awesome. That's one of the reasons why I'm so happy that, that you're here. And I'm so happy that I've gotten to know you. Um, one of the things that's another, again, encouraging thing that you do, that's kind of been kind of like the signature thing that, that, uh, you know, kind of like maybe like your legacy, um, as far as I'm concerned is that you started, um, something called Peace Haven. Mm-hmm. And I was uh, hoping that you could kind of share a little bit about that and tell us about what that's all about. Yeah, you know, back in 1960, 1992, I, uh, I, I, uh, I really had a burnout. I, I, I just, I couldn't figure out what was happening in my life. And I, I struggled. I've, I've ended up out in the freeway in a barred motorhome crying all night. And I just cried all night. And I said, I, I can't, I can't be a pastor anymore. I'm just, I just can't do it. And so the church told me I could take some time off. So I, I, I went to a place in in uh, um, Tennessee, and it was called, uh, it was called, uh, oh, I can't remember the name of it now. But I, I went to this place and got some counseling and got some rest. Fairhaven, it was called, and I, I spent some time there, a week or so. And, uh, and it was there that Gail and I talked about we could build a house on our property and we could encourage pastors that are struggling. If I'm struggling, maybe they are too. Others are. So we came home with that dream. Well, I started when I got home. I divided the property and got it divided. And, and, uh, and I, I saved the piece of acre and a half in the back that I wanted to be for for Peace Haven, I had five acres, so, so I started, and so when I resigned from the church, I remember uh, I felt like God said to me, "Bill, you can you can leave now because you're going to start a ministry," and uh, and I said, "Okay, Lord, I'll start the ministry if you will provide them, if you will provide all the all the money we need for it." I'll, I'll do the ministry and so but I never want to have to ask people for money so so I I, I started it and uh, we built that first little house and uh, we've been built a second one 10 years later and it's a place where pastors can come for encouragement for help for rest for counseling uh, and we uh, and and uh, just this morning I I helped 
two pastors getting in yesterday morning, I should say, coming coming for some rest and for some help uh, when they're discouraged or whenever they're lonely or whatever, uh, they get some help. So that's why I wanted to build Peace Haven. And and uh, and not only that, but then I, I for those first many years, I went around to a lot of the churches, encouraged them and helped them. And, and uh, I would go and I would uh, spend a couple, three days at the church and help them see some things I could make some changes on. And so uh, it's been a great chance for me. And I spoke at a lot of the conferences and things in those early years. So, Yeah, it's, it's great. I, some friends of ours that were uh, missionaries in Indonesia, they came and, and uh, they, you allowed them to stay there. And, and uh, one of the things is it's, it's pretty free of charge, right? If it's I'm, all free I, of charge. Yeah. Yep. And all so, free of charge. Um, you know, that's what a blessing for these, uh, these pastors, these people that, that uh, have given their life to the Lord and, and to, to serve others and to give them that opportunity to just kind of rest. Um, what are some of the things that, you know, tell me like, because you, you went through it when you went to Tennessee, you know, what does it mean to a pastor when they get, just get that time to kind of rest and, and refocus and, and maybe just get some of the stress relieved a little yeah. bit? Yeah, it's, it's amazing, John, but they write a note usually at the end and talk about, about the, well, in fact, oftentimes when they come uh, into Peace Haven, they will say, I, I, I wept when I came because I knew somebody loved me. And, uh, and that's so important. And so Mar- Marilyn and I work really hard to make the places look nice. We keep the yards up and we, we have a, a crew of people from the church come and help and we, uh, in the spring and we, we try to make it really nice and, and we, the ladies bring flowers in. And I always give, a lot of the pastors, I give a little bit of money because I know they need, to, they need for help for buying food and things. And, uh, and then... And they say, uh, we, felt, we, we felt like somebody really loved us. And oftentimes they come so discouraged that they feel that people don't love them anymore. They do, but they just feel like they don't. And so that's, been, that's our goal, is to make them feel loved. And so we help them any way we can. If they want to talk, we'll sit and talk with them. Uh, if they want to be quiet, we'll let them be quiet. And let them just have that, that focus on the Lord and... Uh, Oftentimes, they'll sit out in the rocking chairs out in front and just uh, focus on the Lord. I'll see them sitting out there reading their Bible. And, uh, and then the big house, of course, uh, will, will hold a whole family. And so, uh, like this week, we have a family of, of a, of, with uh, some children there. And, and last week, uh, it's just always people who have children that need to come. And so it's got room for six or eight people to sleep in there. So we've had as many as 17 in both houses before. So Wow, 17 in both? Yeah, we together. We, okay, but we still, have, that's, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, if you've never been there, um, when you drive in, uh, it, it is, it's like a park setting. It's got a gazebo. The grass is always manicured. The, there's uh, beautiful flowers and plants. And uh, it is... It is really cool to see, and I know that that our friends who who stayed there, they just it was just such a blessing for them. It was awesome. Um, so as we kind of kind of come down towards the end here, um, one of the things that the podcast always um, asks at the end is, "What does hope mean to you?" Hmm. What does hope mean to me? I I I think of that song. Uh, 
My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. Um, I, I think that that's the hope that we have is the fact that Christ died for us. And, and uh, I, I, I've often, I think every funeral I ever had, and I had hundreds and hundreds of funerals, but I always shared 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, you know, where he talks about uh, in, he talks about the hope that we have in Christ that when uh, we die and and we but he will come again and receive us unto himself that where he is then we can be also and so I my hope is 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 in Christ and I know that he came he died for me and because he died for me I I uh, I can give my life to him and I I think of of uh, and that's the secret Jesus shared with his disciples so many times that we are to be servants of Jesus Christ. And so I, I find great hope in, in belonging to Jesus and knowing that I am his. And when he comes again, when he comes again, I will, I will, I will go to be with him and I will live with him eternally. That's the hope that I have. And, and if I didn't have that hope, I would want to, I would want to, um, uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't know what to do. But I have that hope every single day. That and I think, man, today might be the day he'll come. So if he comes, I want to be found faithful, though. That's that's awesome, Bill. I I so appreciate the way you can kind of just break it down, and and it just comes back to the being a servant, and that's that's uh, a hard thing to do in our in our world today. But if we do it, obviously, uh, you've you've been a great example of what it can look like and how you can affect other people um, for the Lord. So thanks so much for being here. I sure appreciate it. You kind of made it easy on me the first time, so I appreciate it. Thank you for uh, giving me this opportunity just to share about uh, Christ and his love and his faithfulness over the years. Well, there we go, my friends. Bill is such a great example to us in how to love God and love others. This has been such an encouragement to represent Jesus well in our communities by encouraging and serving people, being kind and loving to others around us, and to look for what people need and jumping in using whatever gifts we have to serve them. And in doing so, they are blessed and we find joy in the serving. And you never know what seeds you plant today in serving others. Even the most simple of needs might produce down the road. And really, doing this is following the example of Jesus to make others more important than ourselves and giving of ourselves to others. So let's all take a deep breath and remember to keep it simple. Love people, find a need, and find joy in filling the needs of others, and in doing so, share the hope of Jesus with them.